0: How's it, Mzanzi? Welcome to Farmers Inside Track, the country's most downloaded farmers podcast. This is episode 246, powered by AECI Plant Health. I'm your host, Dornumdu. We are thrilled to have Jacques Swanepoel, AECI Plant Health Technical Advisor for Lompopo and the Lafelt region in Mpumalanga. He will be discussing the critical issue of root rot in avocados a problem that has been plaguing farmers across the country for years. Jacques will be chatting to Food for Zanzi journalist Octavia Spandil to help us understand the causes of root rot, its impact on avocado production, and the steps that farmers can take to prevent and control it. His insights will be invaluable for anyone involved in avocado farming or interested in understanding the challenges facing our agricultural sector. Over to you, Octavia. Thanks Dawn.
1: Jacques, thanks for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. We often hear from farmers who are concerned about this disease that affects the roots of avocado trees. Let's start off with the basics. What causes root rot in avocados and what impact does it have on the production of this popular fruit?
2: So phatophthora root rot is caused by a plant pathogenic homiceti. Now this pathogen is called phatophthora cinnamomy. It's a soil-borne pathogen, and it can easily spread in water, soil, as well as organic matter that contains the pathogen. Now, unfortunately for farmers, this pathogen is found in dams and rivers in most of the avocado region. Now, this is due to contaminated runoff water from infected orchards. According to literature, it affects approximately 5,000 different plant species. Now, this includes economic important tree crops like avocados that we are discussing right now, and also macadamia, citrus, and stone fruit. The pathogen infects the roots and cause severe damage to feeder roots that will inhibit the uptake of nutrients over time. A gradual dieback of shoots will occur as well as yellowing of the leaves. And in severe cases, the tree will eventually be completely defoliated. Smaller fruit might be produced with sunburn damage. Now this is due to a less dense canopy of leaves that isn't able to protect the fruit from the sun. It causes a reduction in yield and a lot of trees will end up dying if this pathogen is not controlled. For many years, it's been a major issue in the avocado industry globally and still continues to be a big challenge for growers.
1: Thanks so much. This is so interesting. And I love that you're also giving farmers the scientific name of this avocado disease so that they can obviously Google it later. Which conditions are most favorable for the Phytophthora root rot?
2: So, Octavia, yes. Uh, what will happen is the spores will germinate in wet conditions, and the optimal ground temperature for this pathogen is anywhere between 20 and 30 degrees Celsius. The zoospores have the ability to move through the soil. Now, it moves in the groundwater as well as in the surface water, and then it infects the susceptible or stressed plants. This will occur mostly in the root flush period. Root rot thrives in wet, anaerobic conditions. Now, anaerobic means where the oxygen is limited and where the drainage is quite poor. Phytophthora can remain dormant in wet and dry soils for a very long period. Studies have shown Phytophthora can survive in moist soil for as long as six years.
1: And how can a farmer identify Phytophthora synonymy in the orchard?
2: So to identify the stages of root rot decline, one can make use of the Sibagaigi tree health scale. Now, you can find this tree health scale on Saga's website. That's the Avocada Grows Association of South Africa. Now, what's nice about this scale, it's a visual scale. So the scale runs from zero to 10, zero being almost a healthy tree, and there's a picture of it as well, and then up to 10, showing a tree with severe infection. Now, it's the farmer's responsibility to do scouting in the orchard to know the tree elf status of the orchard. So this will also then help the farmer to determine when to intervene. You can also dig in the root zone. There you will find roots with a blackish color and being brittle and eventually die off.
1: What actions can be taken to control Phytophthora root rot?
2: So this is quite a complex question, but the fact is there are so many different ways to control Phytophthora root rot. But the best way, according to research, is to follow an integrated approach.
1: So now that you've helped us understand the causes, how to spot the diseases and to take action, can you explain steps that can be followed for such an approach?
2: Yes. So this approach is called the peg wheel. Now, this was designed by Ken Pegg from Queensland, Australia in 1979. Now, in 2010 this approach was updated by Nigel Walsenholm and also Andrew Schert. There are seven components in this approach, and it includes the following. Soil selection and irrigation management, inorganic nutrition and liming, phytophthora root-tolerant and disease-free planting material, organic amendments, planting and replanting add-ons, and finally, chemical control.
1: So the first two components are soil selection and irrigation management, right?
2: Yes, so this is quite an important one. So before you even establish a new orchard, it is crucial to do a soil classification or soil mapping, and that will help the farmer with proper planning and block layout for irrigation management. It is very, very important to plant avocados on well-drained, deep, structured soils. Stay away from marginal soils, especially waterlogged and high clay soils. And if you find any restricting or compaction layers, it should be broken by doing a deep crossroad before planting. Now, ridges can also be built with topsoil and that will improve the depth and it will remove any excess water, especially after high rainfall. Erosions should always be limited as far as possible. Oxygen in the root zone is extremely important. The key is to minimize any form of stress that can make a tree more susceptible to the pathogen. Now we're gonna look at irrigation. So irrigation scheduling should be done according to soil type, tree age, and also health status. There are many different technologies for irrigation scheduling, but a very popular one is by using soil moisture probes.
1: This can be very scientific for farmers, but it's important to fully understand this if you want to take your production to the next level. Jacques, please explain the third component, which is inorganic and nutrition and liming.
2: So liming is very important. So this is especially important in high rainfall areas and also in leached soil. So when your pH is low, you have acidic soil. And by adding lime, you will increase the pH. With a low pH, you have the risk of having aluminium and manganese toxicity. So that is a very big risk for avocados and any other crop. A study was done in 1996. And that concluded that calcium acted as a weak fungicide and it actually reduced the size and the number of the spores produced by phytophtros and ammonia. Another very important element to look at is boron. It is essential for root health and growth. Potassium silicate is also an important element to look at for tree and root health. Ammonium is also toxic to phytophtros and ammonia. It was in fact later found that ammonia is toxic to avocado feeder root. So very important, ammonia should be used in a restricted and a very responsible manner. The nutritional status of the soils should always be monitored and balanced, and this will reduce any stress in the trees.
1: So once again, the magic lies in the soil, which brings me to the fourth component, which is disease-free planting material. How important is this?
2: This is very important. So about two years ago, there was a big scarcity in trees, and a lot of the growers bought Trees from no name, nurseries, if I can call it that. And that's where the pharphtra infection came in because the right protocols weren't followed. So very important to only buy trees from nurseries accredited by the Avocado Nurserymen's Association. Then also it's very important for the grower to take responsibility since the day of purchase until the day of planting to prevent any infection. Also look out for Fatoftra root tolerant rootstocks. Now these rootstocks are rootstocks like Duke 7, DUSA, Bounty, Leola, and Zorala. There's also a lot of research going into finding new root tolerant rootstocks. So although there are tolerant rootstocks available, it is still crucial to make sure that orchards are very well managed and that any stress is minimized as far as possible.
1: Thanks so much. And can you share with us the importance of organic amendments in this process?
2: So now we're going to look at mulching. Mulching is a very important component when it comes to phytophthora control. This will ensure that high organic matter in the feeder root zone and microbial activity will be increased to suppress the inoculum of the in a moment, Now materials that are suitable for a good mulch are the following. So this is like chipped avocado branches, composted wood like vine bark, and straw from something like rose grass. A good time to apply mulches is in autumn. It is also very important to look at the C2N ratio. So the C2N ratio is the carbon to nitrogen ratio. This should be anywhere between 25 to 1 and 100 to 1. One can also apply organic acids, and that will also contribute to microbial activity and soil health. Biologicals such as trichoderma is also a great antagonist against the pathogen.
1: So let's quickly dive into the sixth component, which has to do with planting and replanting. Can you share a little bit about that?
2: Okay, so a good practice that a lot of farmers do is to apply manure in the planting hole mixed with soil. So this should be done about six months before planting and then covered with straw. It will reduce the phytoftrastin ammonia inoculum and also reduce possible toxic ammonia levels by the time of planting. So as previously mentioned, calcium is a mild fungicide, so gypsum can be applied after planting as well as annually. The calcium level should always carefully be monitored in the soil as well as in the tree. A highly available source of calcium that also can be used is micronized granular gypsum or even fine flowable gypsum. Calcium will improve the structure of the soil and that will promote aeration in the soil.
1: Jacques, I feel like I've already learned so much about root rot and avocados. Perhaps in closing, let's quickly touch on the importance of chemical control. And I know that you guys are quite a great representative of plant health. You guys are quite experts in that field.
2: Yes, Octavia, most definitely. So very important to mention is that chemicals should always be used wisely and the label should be followed at all times. MRLs or maximum residue levels should always be kept in mind when applying chemicals. The application should be done in the withholding period before harvesting. This is crucial for human health and also fruits that get exported. So some of the chemicals registered on avocados for root rot include metalaxyl and phosphonates. Applications include folias, drenches, and trunk injections, depending on the different product registrations. So when looking at stem injections, the timing is very important. The trees should be injected after harvest, after the leaves of the summer flush have hardened off and their roots are actively flushing. This can be seen as a maintenance application. Scouting will then determine if the following year's injection is necessary. And in cases where trees show a very bad infection, a second injection can be done before fruit set, after the spring flush has hardened off. MRL levels should, in this case, be very carefully monitored. So just in summary, Patovcha is a very serious issue. Control should be seen as a holistic approach. Always focus on soil health, healthy roots, and increasing the energy of your crop.
0: And that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Octavia. And thanks once again for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Jacques Wanapool. AECI Plant Health Technical Advisor for Lompopo and the La Felt region of Mpumalanga. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, so you never miss an episode. From me, Donumdu, Numdu, Octavius Pandil, Technical Producer Megan Funderfent, and the rest of the hashtag TeamFoodFromZanzi, keep farming, keep thriving, and thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.